Hello and welcome to the St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Joining me to talk about the upcoming game against Colorado is Nathan Halley. Greetings. Our man from Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Howdy, everybody. Drew Wilson. What's up, you wild boys? And Patrick Stark. Good morning, St. Louis City. I guess first things first, Drew, you were out last week. What were your thoughts on the earthquake game? We got we got a one sentence clip of Patrick, how you felt like you had no sense of the world anymore. Uh, I stand by that. Uh, I had a great time sitting next to you, Phil, watching that game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. And as such, uh, having no understanding of the world, I will do what the Supreme Court should do and recuse myself from talking about the lineup. Fair enough. Anyone else have thoughts on the Colorado game that were not shared in the podcast? You mean San Jose? I mean the earthquake game. Does Colorado have earthquakes? Not yet. The weather in Colorado has been wild lately. They've been having thunderstorms and flooding, which is not common in the, in the front range. There's a chance of storms tonight. Um, hopefully we don't get a delayed game again, although that did work out for us historically. That 5-1 win over the top of the league team. Also, maybe if we got some more lightning, it would... Uh, cause my uh, router or modem to come back to life as opposed to the storm last night, which killed it. So is that how that works? What movie is that from? Young the Frankenstein. Net? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's from the net. Maybe we'll all just turn into John Travolta's from Phenomenon. Howder? I'm, I'm so lost. Movie, this is a Phenomenon spoiler alert, but that was a brain tumor, not a lightning strike. Powder was the lightning strike, right? Uh, powder was the one where, where the guy turned white, right? Because he was struck by lightning. Uh, albinism? Are we thinking of face-off? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was the San Jose earthquake game of last week. Uh, this week... We had an interesting press conference. Uh, Lutz joined the joined the press and talked about the upcoming transfer window. I guess he talked about the transfer window. He talked about his philosophy. Um, anyone have thoughts on that? Didn't watch it. Okay. I but, am in favor of his approach. I think we are doing well. I guess I think describe, we've got guys. describe his approach okay. for yeah. the... Yeah, for those, for most people who didn't, sit around and watch the 40 minute YouTube video. Uh, he was saying that, you know, there, there was some information moves could be made, but they're not going to be moves to replace Klaus to replace Leuven. We're not trying to fill in for those injured DPs and that we shouldn't be expecting to sign several more. You know, he, he kind of reestablished the rules of MLS rosters which, I mean, didn't he didn't really reestablish? Like, I still don't understand them. But he, for those people who expect European style signings, European rosters are larger than MLS rosters, so we have to make wise decisions and be, uh, you know, where no no changes that we're going to make are going to be short term changes. We want long term improvements for the team over the next three years not the next three weeks i think those might be the rules for st louis city but they're definitely not the rules for miami or yeah i think he team. you're right patrick he did get into some of the like technical 
rules-based reasons why we shouldn't expect a, a very busy summer transfer window. But he also talked very heavily about philosophy and hinted at, you know, just that we should, the team should, you know, be loyal in a sense to these injured uh, people uh, on our squad who got us to this point and that they were chosen over the process of, you know, three years of headhunting for this first inaugural team. And that's, they're the people that they wanted and they did all their work, Lutzen and, and others did all their work previously we haven't even seen, and he mentioned very specifically, specifically we haven't even seen Nilsson yet, who uh, is going to come pretty pretty soon after the League's Cup and be like a brand new signing. I've heard several people point that out. So I think he, yeah, he talked about the specifics of the rules, but he was really leaning on on the, the designated team idea that he's bandied around a lot. I think effectively he said, you'll get nothing and you'll like it. Yeah, that's, well, that's what I felt. So, okay, so I sort of picked up on those vibes without watching it. And I am going to say I strongly disagree with this approach. And here's why. The Cardinals have kind of been trying to do this. And it's just not the way modern sports work anymore. The analytics are too good that all the teams have the same information. And you're not going to really be able to, in my belief you're not going to be able to build a, a successful team without like splashing out money on some big name players and we should be looking to do that with one or two players uh it also brings a lot of excitement it's it's fun which is the ultimate point of this it's not some like oh let's see how we can build a team with the least amount of money unless that's like ownership's goal here is to spend like spend the least amount of money possible and pack the stadium and we'll walk away with, with some nice cash. That's like nah. what the Cardinals are doing. Um, so I, I sort of disagree with the philosophy. It's worked through half a season more or less uh, to some degree. The MLS is such a crapshoot that I think we've sort of been playing into that, but I, I'd like to see, like we're we're never going to get Firmino, but you know maybe we could get a, a Pulisic. Firmino going to take the Saudi coin this week. It has been reported. So I I don't completely disagree. What I will say is that the point that I found most compelling is that any signing that we make takes away opportunities and takes away minutes from the people that we just got to see in that earthquakes game and that we were all so excited to see. So at least now, while there is still the excitement, we are doing well, it is still fun to see the the deeper bench get those opportunities in play. Well, we could, we could surely replace a Pedro because they're never going to let that guy play. I think that's the one area we can expect some movement is probably that left back position. Because as you said, Pedro is uh, hasn't played, and apparently they don't trust him to play. And Nelson has also been given the hook and replaced by a traditional center back. Uh, Carnell, uh, sorry, no, uh, Lutz specifically like called out Carolyn Kendall in the press conference multiple times and said, "We're on the same page." I assume she was in the room, and he was like literally talking directly to her and saying, "We're on the same page." And the, the, you know, the subtext was that the money 
is not there, I think. And which is, you know, just is what it is. I hate that phrase. That wasn't the vibe I was getting. He's they they seemed open to making a signing that would make sense, but they're also, I think, and I would agree, I'm happy with the team as it is. I mean, it's hard to be, I know Nathan, well, sorry, Nathan. Nathan, you're upset with the team, but no, you're always upset, upset with the team. I don't want to say upset. No, that's not true. I, I know. I know you're not really. I was just using you as an example. But we like focus on the thing. But there, I, you know, I'm I'm excited. I think it's good. I'm happy. I like Phil said. I like seeing the the new guys come in and do well. Um, and I think there could be a signing. It sounded to me, it sounded like there could be a signing, but it wasn't going to be a big name on the other side of his career. Yeah. Which. I'm, it wasn't going I'm to okay be with. a what is it a big deal Charlie is that big big time big Charlie, time Charlie. Mm. big time Charlie I, I I do not I do not know what that means but Lutz called out like that's you know five million and above and we're not going to do that there are teams that splash out five million dollars on a player were you just trying to do a German accent at the beginning of that I was not oh okay it sounded like you might have been but like that's really my thing um, I'm I'm fine with not going after. A big name, Charlie. Never heard that term. I. It seems like more than any other sport, though, in in soccer, if you're not taking advantage of your transfer windows, you're falling behind. Like you, you never can just be sitting still with the the team that you have. So hopefully they will do they will do something because there are needs. Maybe it's not striker because Big Sam Adenaran is going to score twenty goals on the back half of this season, but. Um, I think the defense could use some, some solidifying. I know Drew has Drew. something to say, but uh, Nate, I want to come back to you about what you would want in more specific terms at some point. I think you got to you got to lay it on the line, put your money mount where your mouth is, and and give us specifics. But after, okay. I don't know what a big time Charlie is. I've only heard the phrase "good time Charlie," which, according to Marion Webster, is a carefree and convivial person given to frequent pursuit of fun and amusement. Well, Germans wouldn't even have that concept. Okay, I would like to see a legitimate left back. Um, someone naturally in that position, like maybe someone who even is left-footed uh, and has Crazy some, talk. <laughs> yeah, and has some pace. Uh, I think I think our, our back line is a little bit slow. So a pacey, a pacey left back, that's what I'd like to see. Could it be pacey from Dawson's Creek? Probably not. What were you going to say, Chris? That's just not a glamour position. And I think like the profiles of left backs in general uh, aren't. It's what the team needs. Yes. But it's yeah, not. Been, like, I, I feel like you're either you're a, like a 500,000 uh, left back or you're a 10 million left back and you play in the Premier League. Like I otherwise you're just in the grind. Like there's like you're. Yeah. No, I've probably been talked out of maybe needing like a big name at this transfer window because Big Sam is going to score 20 goals. We can't call him Big Sam. (laughs) To me, if you were making a big name signing on this team, you would look, I I think you would look for a winger if you were trying to. But that changes style. Yeah our style so constrictive in a sense, you know, you have to fit the system. You have to have the skills and you have to do the dirty work. And the more money you make, 
I mean, I don't want to stereotype, but the less likely you're going to want to do the dirty work, I feel. Well, so then I feel like you look at who we have and you look at, you know, you've got Blom in the back. You've got Leuven in the middle. Indy, when he's been paired up with them, has looked pretty good. Maybe that's, you know, where you sign another DP if you're if you're trying to splash. And then you've got Klaus up front. So it's like you kind of got the pieces already uh, in terms of big, expensive players. Big, big energy. Big, big energy. I mean, you could, but like if Polisic decided he was like, man, I just, the only place I want to go is St. Louis City, you'd make it work. Like you'd be like, okay, we'll adjust our style. But Lutz is saying, no, we would not. Sure. Well, then, I mean, at that point, you're like, adios, Lutz. We got Captain America coming here. This is a dream of yours, not reality. There's there's a non zero percent chance that um, I have a sleeve tattoo because I thought Christian Pulisic looked cool, even though I'm a 41 year old dad and he's like one of the best athletes in the world. I'm honestly more interested to see what other teams do this transfer window. I think, especially with the messy goings on, it will be interesting to see what other teams are doing, how big they're going to go. In a very real sense. We're spending some of our transfer budget on the Miami transfer window, aren't we? Yeah, really hate that. Really hate that. By the way, Chris, ah. did you say we're not calling Sam Adenarin Big Sam? Ooh, that's Sam Allardyce's name. Okay, I'll he, come up with something else. You would want to be associated with Sam Allardyce. You could call him Big Time Charlie. <laughs> Is that a thing? I'm thinking of adopting that for myself because my middle name is Charles. All right, I'm going to call you Big Time when I see you tonight at the game. Nice. All right. We're four days away from the opening of the transfer window. We'll see what happens. Let's talk about Colorado. We've got a game against them tonight. We are top of the table in our conference. They are bottom, absolute bottom. They're sitting on 14 points. We beat them previously in Colorado. Nope. I I, I hate to contact you since you're a nominal was- host. And you do an excellent job, Phil, but that's not what the running <laughs> order says. Uh, I need, desperately need to hear from the other three of you what you want in real terms to happen in this transfer window. I think uh, you got to do it. Help. Also, right, specific. It, it is it is 100% a thing on this pod where Phil moves on and then Chris says, wait a minute. So I do love that. I mean, we actually made a running order for once. I <laughs> Darn it, we're going to follow. I mean, we talked a lot. We talked a lot about the transfer window, but yes, it does call out. We want specifics. We need it called out. I guess Nate wants a left back. Chris, you want everyone else to go first? You already said Conrado. I think he's, if he can come, that would be great. I'm excited about it. There were rumors on the Twitter sphere. Rumors on the Twitter sphere about that, what, a month ago? He's a left back. We talked about it. Rumors, if true, uh, would lead me to wholeheartedly trust Lutz's decision-making in this regard. Uh, but I going back to the press conference, uh, what was said about how each signing that comes in takes away minutes, developmental minutes, from a lot of the young City 2 fringe guys who are really now hitting their stride, it seems. That's a very compelling argument. I think Patrick said that as well. And I... Josh Yarrow doesn't play if we get a center back. If we get a striker, a big name striker, uh, then 
then Nico has to go. Uh, I, I think he'd probably be the on the chopping block first. Uh, maybe big, uh, big time Sam. <laughs> How about big time? I said it. Yeah, big time Sam uh, has to go. I don't know. I don't want to imagine that. You know, like maybe I said, all of these players. I've fallen in love with them because they're our first, you know, squad of our first season. So. If if we're calling Sam a Denneran big time, then can I call Nate? I don't think I can call Nate big time anymore. I think we call Sam a Denneran. One- play it again, Sam. Like I from Casablanca. It. Yep, I like it. Play it again. All right. Play him again. Play him again tonight. Play him, play him again, Sam. That's a, that's later. Later on the rundown. Who do you want to bring in, Drusif? Uh I want to bring in a player I've never heard of. Uh, that would be great. That would be... Uh, just surprising. I don't really, I don't really care that much because I thought we had going back to last week. I thought we had no depth, and it turns out we had. Well, I mean, it was one game, and they played all played very well. And it turns out we have a lot of good players on the team. Not that I was ever in grave doubt, but I just hadn't seen any of these. Like, like I don't know. I was very surprised Bartlett was benched. I was very surprised Nervinsky was benched after playing every game this season. You know, I feel like we could have rotated sooner if if possible. Like, remember, it was before this game, it was like just over a week ago that Hebert had to play right back and got sent off because they subbed out Narinsky for the first time. Um, so I don't really have a clue. I refer to my earlier comment of recusing myself. I'll take anybody. Don't you Honestly, guys have, know the feeling of like, I have everything I need, but I still like to buy stuff from Amazon? That feels like this situation. So I think maybe reading between the lines, but also just what I think makes sense. Honestly, I think you look for players who aren't going to be starting players at this point. I think you look, where do we lack depth? Where can you find someone young and promising? Um, and I don't, I don't even know what that is. You know, like we've already got Perez, like Blom to me would be the obvious place where that is, but we've already got Perez. Maybe. It was striker until play him again came on our team. Again, yeah, but maybe and, maybe you do try to make another signing. I don't know. We've got uh, Johnny Klein, but he's we we got we are out of our two Kleins. We've hit our our Klein punch card. We've reached the Klein debt ceiling. I don't know what I can say about it, but can't get it. I Caden Glover, uh, you know MLS or next City Two player, recently appointed to the MLS Next All Star team. Yeah, I saw that. So we've got him too. He's an, you know, we've haven't we punched his card once already too? I think yes. we did. Chris, has your agent contacted you about any rumors about a potential signing? Uh, no, and I don't expect to hear from him. I think you'd be a nice depth piece on the team. Chris would take away needed minutes of Josh Yarrow. Lutz yeah. did say that he wouldn't announce anything until the transfer window was open. So I wouldn't give up hope yet, Chris. That's true. He very specifically said, we're not going to do any business until the window opens. Did he do it to the tune of Twisted Sister? No, we won't do any business. We won't <laughs> do any business. All right. Are we good to move on to the Colorado <laughs> game now, Chris? I think so. <laughs> no, Patrick, Patrick, um, have you... Well, I'm happy. I'm. I don't expect much. Maybe kind of what Phil was saying. I think some younger players who maybe aren't starters 
I could see potentially a left back, but beyond that, I don't see I don't see the uh, particular need because I think we're a, an improving team at the moment. Like I, I and I think we've got, as Drew has been saying, more depth than we realized, and and I think it would be good to improve that depth with the players we have and that have been building the chemistry instead of uh, instead of throwing guys in. But it, uh, as someone else said, you know, we need people who fit the system. And I'm for the system. I'm for the system. I buy into the system. Speaking of the system, the system's going to get rocked by Colorado. All right. Let's talk about Colorado. Corrections and omissions. We drew against Colorado. That was our first draw of the season. We almost won. <laughs> they scored in stoppage time, right? That little short feller. But they, I was, I recall that game because I was there. Uh, and uh, we had no business winning that game. I, yeah. It was briefly, we were in Almish Paradise, and it didn't, I mean, when they scored in the 92nd minute by Michael Barrios, it was, you know, it was coming. It was deserved. It was a shame because the game, the referee could have blown the whistles. Well, there was a little more stoppage time. The game could have ended and we could have won, but we, it wouldn't have been a deserved win. But it was fun. It was, it was a fun game. Berkey played incredibly in that game. It, it was, was one of our game. worst played games of the season, I think. I think that's that's reasonable. Yeah. At the point, it was probably our worst played game of the season. It was also a game Klaus got injured, so it was a day that shall live in infamy. It was really a Big good break. also draw Colorado to get. was owned by Stan Kroenke. I feel like it's time to move past that as a city, though. It's been seven years. We have this new beautiful thing. Honestly, NFL is stupid. Let's let's get over but it's it. A, it's it's fine. also like. Even if we beat Colorado, it's not like Stan Kroenke is going to care in any way. His yeah, he just won the year. NBA championship. He won, yeah, and the and the Avalanche won the NHL bef- the year before that. So yeah, and the Rams won the Super Bowl. Like, and he, there's no he's married, he's married to no a fairness in the world. He's married to a it's, Walmart. He's fine. Let's just enjoy what we have. Big news out of Colorado. I read this morning though that uh, this Mexican place I've never heard of is going to pay their servers thirty dollars an hour. Is it the Casa, Casa Bonita? Is it? Yeah, Casa Bonita. Um, no I think tipping. It's, it's amazing how Casa, what Casa Bonita is turning into. I think we've talked about this, Patrick. You, you've. Oh no, you didn't go there because I was. I refused to go there with you. The no, I went by so myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, as like a single human. Yes. Oof. Do you know how That's... weird it is to raise your tiny little flag for some sopapillas at a table by yourself <laughs> next to the cliff divers? I do. So, so you had the problem with Casa Bonita because the sopapillas were actually pretty good. And I would just go for a, if I, if it were possible, I would go for some sopapillas and a beer, but you actually couldn't get physically walk through the doors until you had purchased dinner, which was, and I love eating hospital food. This food was inedible. So the South Park guys have really gone crazy and it's going to open and it's like a, there's a huge long wait list or whatever. So. That's an exciting thing in Denver. When I was living in New York, there was this Indian food restaurant that I liked. And I went there. I'd normally get it to carry out. But one night I was like, I'm going to get out. And I went there, just me, just Nathan. And I was like, can I get a table for one? And the guy was like, one? I was like, yeah, one. And he was like, just one? And he made me feel like so super awkward. It was terrible. I've never gone back to a restaurant by myself. I actually enjoy it generally. It's just a weird, like Casa Bonita is more of an experience for children. 
<laughs> so that's Maybe. it's like going to Disneyland by yourself and writing "It's a Small World" over and over. You're probably on a list. They did the host say to the wait staff, "Can we get a table for one lonely man and please charge him double?" <laughs> I'm sure he did, but it was in like Telugu or something. Sorry, I really derailed that one. For the Colorado game, um, Ostrock is out on accumulation of yellows. Our injured players are still out. I think Perez is out with that ankle injury when he got stomped on. Should have been a red. Yeah. But right. but we got play it again, Sam. We think he'll be starting? I'd like to see it. I'd like Probably to see it. earned it and in Klaus's absence. I think. Yeah. See a lot more of him. As far as Colorado's concerned, uh, part of my research preparing for this pod was to tune into a Colorado podcast for the Rapids. And uh, they spent most of their time talking about uh, a, I don't know, like a, a young bench uh, defensive midfielder who who got a call up to the Canadian national team and, and played off the bench for them in their draw with Guadalupe, I think. And uh, that was most of the podcast. But uh, they also were like widely and frequently declaring that this is a lost season for them. And they, I mean, obviously they've got two wins all season um, and they're not going anywhere. Uh, I looked up some of the the reasons why this might be and uh, they have missed. We, we love our big chances missed set. How many big chances have they missed? 28 big chances across the season, which is why they have one of the lowest expected goals and goal scored in, in the league compared to our 16 big chances missed. I got to say this before it gets to next week. Correction, it is pronounced Guadeloupe, French colony. Guadeloupe. Formerly. Drew really brings it with the pronunciation of the Caribbean nations, and I appreciate that. Sorry, it's actually a French overseas territory. I real-time fact-checked myself, lest that be a correction for next week. I thought so Drew was, was going to come in and say, it's Caribbean nations. I thought he was too. I really was hoping that would happen. <laughs> so I was talking to a friend of the pod, Justin, at work yesterday. Should have been working uh, instead talking about soccer. It was a Friday before a four-day weekend, so it was fine. And we both have the same concern, which is this feels like a LA Galaxy situation where – Everything is lined up for us to come out and win, and so we won't. Is this me being negative, Nathan? Do I yes. need to be more, more? That's not what Big Time Charlie would say. He'd say we're going to destroy him because we got there, play it against Sam. Chris, were there? What were the Rapids analysts like or podcasters like? Was there the equivalent? Uh, was there an anti-Nate on the Rapids saying they're in last place but they're going to do well? No. They they were there. It was two hosts, and they were both pretty certain that there was nothing meaningful other than developing some of the young guys and clearing away some of the dead wood on the roster. That was their outlook. So they've given up. I don't know how that. I mean, if really we were affect us. if we were two eight and nine, I think we'd probably have a lot more negativity on the pod as well. You guys need to know that, like, I'm a naturally negative person. I described myself at work as a glass ten percent full person. <laughs> naturally negative nathan i'm losing track of what we're calling everything like aka big it's, time it's too much i actually do think we're gonna beat colorado that's interesting because i'm 
they looked so good against us in that other game that I and Carnell kind of addressed this in his press conference. They are, I believe, a team. I've lost a stat. They love their switches. That's one of their things that they do. And Carnell has said several times that we are susceptible to the switch. And during the press conference this week, he says, hey, look, we don't look at the table. You have to look at the matchups. It doesn't matter where they are in the table. If their style matches up well against yours, it's going to be a harder game. Almost as if he's preparing us for a difficult game. When you say switch, are you talking about like old timey punishments? I am not. I am talking about swinging the ball wildly from one edge of the field to the other. The old bait oh, yeah. and we don't handle that well at all because we like we overcommit kind of on purpose. Yes, right. So in general, we try to wait for them to get to one sideline and hem them in and then force them to make passes they don't want to. But they love to switch sides, and it takes us time to move our shape back into coverage. Do you think this is why Bradley Carnell is the coach of a professional soccer team and we're a bunch of idiots on a podcast? I'm only saying this because that's what he said. (laughs) But like he thinks about it like that, and we're like, well, we're at the top of the table, and they're at the bottom of the table, so we are going to win. Yeah, I mean, presumably he should know more about soccer than I do. One hopes. I'm still impressed by that last time where Chris was talking about Hebert's defending and how that impacted the play of the other team. How he slid in the backside. I think you're going to see some more of that. Actually, I I wouldn't. Well, I don't want to. I don't know. Impinge on Carnell's uh, duty as coach. But I I would target that weak side threat and put Kyle Hebert on. I don't I don't know. Drew. You've been to a Colorado Rapids game in your life. Who is their right-sided danger man that they switch to? Do you recall? Kevin Cabral. Kevin Cabral. Is he playing? Cabral is is up top. He's their Nico, but dangerous. Not that Nico's not dangerous. So I would I would camp Hebert again on that left side and have him, you know, patrol and cut things out that get crossed. I don't think that's gonna do the whole job and some other tactical changes will need to be made, but I'm not a smart enough tactician to figure out what those would be. We are a different team than we were at the time playing Colorado. And I guess let's get into specifics on that. What do we think? What team do we think we will see in this game? Uh, St. Louis city, the rotated, (laughs) do we keep with the rotated lineup from last week? That'd be wild if it was a different team. Like the blues (laughs) just showed up. We got to stop it with the national anthem. My God, we even do it like when the national team is there. It just uh, home of the blues, home of the blues. Ugh. Anyway, um, yes, I think it will be. I, I think those guys earned another try, right? Like played against Sam's going to be in there. Um, Perez is injured. I think I guess it was. I don't remember I think, who got subbed. I think Gary will be back. Um, I'd like to maybe see a, Gary. Yeah, I'd like to see a, a Yarrow again. I'm a big Yarrow fan. Can you mention Nico two games in a row though? No, Somebody I think Nico will be back. I think we're going to play a, play two up front. 
now that kind of is what we were playing at the time against Colorado with the the Klaus Nico pairing up front. Yeah. Do we think Nerwinski is back? Good question. Nerwinski could. Did Parker is Parker? Has anyone heard? I I know he was out of training earlier this week because I of, think he was back in training. Okay. I read he was like y- fully Yaro trained. Had stepped on him or something. Yeah, I think they collided. He looked pretty uncomfortable during the game, and he also. I believe played all three of the games in eight days last week. So I was very pleased a with Kia Watts at right back. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. I I agree. Do we think we see Jackson again? I love that dude. He brings an energy like a like a little. If you were on video, you could see me. But um. I mean, Ostrak and Jackson seem to have a a lot of overlap in what they bring uh, in that sort of midfield behind the strikers. So I would expect one to start and the other to come on as is Carnell's typical strategy at about 60 minutes. Except that Ostrak is out with the yellow card. Oh, oh no. Colorado, I don't know. According to the MLS player report, Colorado is missing Acosta and Bombito to international duty. So um, Bombito was the guy they were talking about, so... They were hoping he would he would get some starting left back minutes because their left back situation is apparently pretty grim uh, from their point of view. So, target the left side of their defense. Did they happen to share how many listeners they have? They did not, but they had a producer, oh. at least someone they called a producer. We need to get one of those. Well, we share it around. We're you know how the team is like the designated team. We produce as a podcast we're the designated producers dps yeah designated exactly. producers but we can only how many can we sign three <laughs> we have anyway. very limited budget we're actively breaking mls rules with this podcast right now reminder at stl city press on twitter or st lewis city press at gmail.com have yet to hear from anyone so would, That's would love not to. entirely true. Uh, I have some direct feedback from uh, a newish listener uh, here in Hanoi that I'd like to share on air. Oh, please. I will read it with some slight revisions, I think. I listened to your podcast. It's good. You must have spent so much time getting all the input and info. If you allow me, I'll point out a few things that would add great value uh, as I'm concerned to your podcast, uh, you are too often undermining your own opinions, saying you don't know the game enough, uh, or you rely on Chris to provide stats. And I think the editors, or the sorry, the listeners want to hear opinions that are a bit stronger than that. And even if those opinions are wrong, uh, you should take more risks and say shit and take less oratory cautions to make the listening more captivating. And second, it would be great to have insight from players or anyone close to the inside of the team. What you're saying is this guy wants more of Nate's hot takes. (laughs) Just like fundamentally, I don't have that level of certainty in any realm. Like that's more of a something I would need to discuss with a psychologist. You know, I just, I don't have it in me. It's very nice of your wife to spend that time sharing feedback on the podcast, though, Chris. Yeah, if only. <laughs> I 
I think um, for part two, we're actually we actually work very hard to avoid that. Um, so it probably would be good and make our pod a lot more exciting and maybe people would listen, but uh, we go out of our way to not entwine ourselves with the team. We are a fan podcast. Number one, I'm with Phil. I, Even though sometimes my opinions come across hot, I doubt literally everything I say or believe in in my entire life. We're, so we're, we're doubling that. We're not taking this advice. <laughs> we're yeah. doubling that. Right. No, I think Thank- we're acknowledging that it would be a yeah. better podcast if that were the case. We just don't have it in us. Right. I think we should take less auditory caution. I like that phrase. And I okay. think that should be added to our to our philosophy, our core philosophy. Wait, auditory caution or oratory caution? Or oratory caution. No, auditory caution, perhaps more. <laughs> but These are both great band names. Should we rename <laughs> the podcast City Press I- and International Friendly Auditory I- Abandon or whatever? I think if I took less caution, it would get us into some real problem spaces. Or should we call it problem spaces? Did we skip the entire midfield? Uh, yeah, no. I, I hope Jackson. I really liked watching Jackson. I hope he gets to play yeah. again. Blom's going to be out there stopping. Jackson's going to be out yeah. there doing his his excitement. And then, I don't know, maybe like, I'd like to see Alm. I like an Alm. I like Alm too. Especially since maybe, apparently they have a vulnerable left defensive flank. And Someone. I think Stroud Ooh. probably gets a call again because he's been playing intensely. I would not like to see another Alm Rabona. He did one in Nashville that didn't come off, and no one else could do that skill, I don't so think. That's, that's an attempted Rabona. An attempted Rabona is not what I want to see. My wife see. wants to see Alm's Rabona. I do want to see it. For the listeners. Both. I want to see both. We've Drew, explained just, it before. Describe the Rabona. Yeah. We've explained what a Darby is. I don't think we've explained what a Rabona is. Okay. This is... Um, Rabona is the technique of kicking the football where the kicking leg is crossed behind the back of the standing leg. Are you reading me a chat GPT response? No, it's wicked. All right. Should we get into score predictions? Yes. Who I can wants start. to venture an initial guess? Go for it. Three, three, nothing. Play it again with a hat trick. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Look at Nathan being optimistic. You love to see it. That's a glass 10% empty. <laughs> that's 10 percent of the glass that's that is spilled right, and you stole drew's what was obviously going to be drew's prediction as well no it wasn't because my prediction is already locked into the city app and it should be given more weight because i predicted the score correctly in the last game i have six nil <laughs> <laughs> who gets the other hat trick <laughs> They could be scored any which way but loose, but we're going to get six of them. It's not going to be two hat tricks? It very possibly could be uh, play him again and Nico, but it could be also anybody else, too. I'm not going to go that far. I'm just sticking with 6-0. I think that's more measured of an approach. All right, Patrick, what do you got? Oh, man. I I was originally thinking... 3-0. I'm going to go 3-1 City. I think the the switches will get us once. Taking all the good ones. You go first, Phil. Well, see, I was going to go 3-1. I'll, I'm going to take 2-1 then. I'm going to say 2-1 City. I'm going to go 4-1. I'm going to price is right this shit here. 
we're all very optimistic. This is this is exciting. It's been a while since we've had this much optimism about a game. <laughs> Probably the first time we played Colorado. No, the time, but game before that. No, actually, we were super optimistic going into our first game against Colorado because yeah. we only looked at the table. Yeah, and we're doing it again. No, but I'm I, I'm bolstered by Carnell's words in the in the presser. I think he has been given. He, he's cl- obviously aware of what to expect from Colorado, and I wholeheartedly believe he will come up with counters. And I do think that they've lost. They're just listless. They're they're befuddled and bemused, and they're gonna just fall over for us. Here. Depending on how you look at it, um, the game we were actually most optimistic against, I believe, was the Chicago Fire game. Um, you don't need to read anything into that, but I'll run some more statistics here and and see what I can come up. You with. know, uh, that's that's uh, that reminds me of something. Colorado has the lowest average attendance this season, and Chicago has the second lowest average attendance. I think we just don't get up for the tiny little crowds. San Jose's got to be close, though. That stadium looks sad on rewatch. I think City Park tonight will not be sad, even if there's some rain. I think we will bring it. I'm excited to be there. That's going to be great. Don't know what I'm going to eat yet. All right. I'll see you guys tonight. Before we end, someone say something and then say not a sponsor. Balkan Treat Box. Not a sponsor. It was good, though. Yeah, I recommend. Helen thinks we should talk more about the stadium environment and the food. That's some listener feedback as well. And she called out that she should have sent that feedback to the Twitter. the proper channels, yes. Got to have a paper trail. All right. All right, guys. Talk to you guys later. All right, have fun. Love you guys.